Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast, right here with me, Mark Tiley. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Men's Radio. This week, my MyTunes guest has a lot of hats, and all of them jolly fine. How about this then? Director of Civil Aviation, wonderful photographer, and brilliant saxophone player, or, if you like, saxophonist, Simon Williams. Welcome to MyTunes. Thank you very much indeed. That's, um, that's very kind. And those are just three of the hats. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I've lived my life with grand passions, and, and I think one of the things I've learned is that life's about phases, and so I've done a flying phase, I did a rugby phase, I've done my motorcycle and heavy rock phase, and um, I'm into fly fishing and bonsai and all sorts of other things as well, so... Yeah, I, I try and fill life to the full, really, because it's for living. Now, can we start with the, a bit of serious stuff? Director of Civil Aviation. Yeah. Now, is that what got you across here? It is, yeah. I mean, I, I've been coming to the island for a long time. I, I, I absolutely love the place. I mean, I first came here as a spotty youth on a, on a Kawasaki 750 for um, the TT. But I, I came here uh, to do this job on the 1st of October 2014. Um, I was headhunted um, to compete for the job. So, you know, it's a natural competition to, to, to fight for um, a job that I really love. I was flying 767s for British Airways um, at the time, and, and I thought really that was going to be me um, until I retired. But when the job came up, I was really excited by all sorts of aspects of it. It is a serious job, and, and the things that I'm accountable for are very serious. Um, but I would want to add also, and those that know me well um, know this already, that I, I don't take myself seriously. I take my work seriously, but um, that's where... But let's just keep it there for a moment. Yeah, so what is the role, your role as Director of Civil Aviation? You know, you're not in charge of the airport. Someone else does that. No. So so um, recently joined is, is Gary Cobb, and, and we're delighted to see him here. He's the airport director. And so he sits within DOI, and, and, and they are the airport operator. My role as Director of Civil Aviation is, is one of safety regulator, actually. So I'm accountable for quite a broad spectrum of, of things, um, really important that, that right from the outset I highlight the fact that, that I'm working and I'm blessed to be alongside a fabulous team of people who, who um, just work so hard they are very dedicated they're very knowledgeable their technical skills are superb so I couldn't do that without them but to answer your question I'm accountable for the safety regulation um, on the Isle of Man so that is um, the airport operation um, aviation security the airspace over the Isle of Man itself and air traffic service provision and also I, I'm accountable for the safe and efficient running of the uh, the mic register the aircraft register as well so there's a huge amount there it's a fascinating job I never stop learning but again I reiterate I'm, I'm blessed to be working with a wonderful group of people who I couldn't do it without we're going to talk about your flying and we're going to talk about photography and we're going to talk about saxophones and lots <laughs> more in the coming days. But I've got to get into this first track. I think it's safe to say we won't have it all on the transmission day, but what we will do is put it all onto the podcast at the end of the week. And what has driven you towards Miles Davis? Um, I've always loved jazz, um, and this is where, you know, my ex-military friends and, and, and others will start teasing me with a fast show, sort of, nice, you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I first started listening to jazz probably around about the age of eight or nine, I guess. Uh, my dad had uh, bought me a, an old Philips radio tape player, 
um, and I used to go to sleep listening to people like Art Tatum and, and others. The album Kind of Blue by Miles Davis is, is a seminal album, and the 1950s, particularly sort of 52 to 57, produced some just extraordinary pieces of, of work by some hugely talented people. Um, and so it's not just Miles Davis, but it's Cannonball Adderley and other people like that as well. So, yeah, So What is, is just a great tune. And if I was thrown onto that mythical desert island and I was only allowed to take one CD, then it would be kind of blue.
Director of Civil Aviation, Simon Williams, is my MyTunes guest this week. We touched on it. It's a huge job. We touched on it yesterday. But you also told us about being an airline pilot for British Airways. But before that, were you in the, were you taking the Queen's shilling, sir? I, yes, I, I um, signed up for 16 years. Um, I, I joined the Royal Air Force in um, January 1989. Um, and I just wanted to fly. You know, I knew, I don't want to sound like um, Edmund Blackadder um, talking about <laughs> marsh warblers swooping in his mother's undercroft or any of that nonsense. But I, I knew from a, a young age that I just wanted to fly. And, and for me, I think military flying was was really probably going to be the most exciting start to all of that. And I was very fortunate. Um, I passed the selection. And there's an important point that, that probably is going to be a theme that runs through all of this, that actually I joined because I wanted to fly fast jets. And at the time, I wanted to fly the Tornado um, GR4. I was doing well, um, training was going well, I had a great instructor and I worked hard. Um, but halfway through my fixed wing training, um, they took me up to Scampton and sat me in a Red Arrows Hawk. Um, and we found out that I was, I was too big for the Hawk, which was gonna be the next aircraft I was gonna train on. Um, and um, I don't want to sound too gruesome, but basically if I'd have flown the Hawk and had to eject, I would have left my legs behind. So I, I, at the time as a young man who knew nothing, I, I know a little bit more now, but not a huge amount. Um, I was gutted, to be honest with you, but it's an important point that, that I've never forgotten, that, that at the time I was gutted, but then I went to go and fly helicopters, reluctantly at first, but the life lesson there is that it, it was something, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, actually, and, and I've, I've taken that all the way through my, my life, is that sometimes things that initially look terrible pan out for the best. And, and the grand plan out there you might not be privy to. So, yeah, I ended up flying um, helicopters for a good period of time, search and rescue, um, and then transferred on to um, special ops, which I can't really talk about um, for obvious reasons, but um, had a most wonderful time, learnt about teamwork, learnt about the value of, of people who've trained hard and worked well under pressure. And, yeah, I used up seven of my nine lives, so I've got two left, so I'm going to look after those. So special ops, we can't talk about it, but I'm I'm assuming you got told uh, be there in about eight minutes or that sort of timeline. We, we spend a lot of time on standby. <laughs> yes. and we spend a lot of time training, and then probably at the time you least expected it, you then had to go and do stuff, do things. Um, yeah, yes. but I mean that that was similar to so my first two tours were on search and rescue, um, and you know you'd do a twenty four hour shift, you'd be at the flight, you know you'd have a crew of four in total, um, and then you'd have um, maybe six to eight engineers with a shift boss who'd look after the aircraft. You'd have two seekings um, on shift for 24 hours, and you never know what's going to come next. And, and usually, I mean, I'm looking out the window now, <laughs> when, the weather's, when the weather's like this, that's usually when the, the, the phone goes from the Rescue Coordination Centre, um, and, you know, you just have to go and do whatever you have to do. On a, a personal note, from for, for you sitting in the cockpit of a helicopter or an aeroplane, where do you feel more vulnerable? Huh, it's it's uh, it's an interesting question, really. I mean, I, I, I was quite. It took me a couple of years to get into flying helicopters, having spent so much time doing fixed-wing training initially in the Air Force. And I suppose I did feel vulnerable, um, but you soon learn to trust the machine and you soon learn to trust the people around you. And that's where, 
you know, not only through flying and search and rescue and, and, and on pumas afterwards, um, you learn the value of, of teamwork. And, and if you're working really closely with a very capable group of people, that that helps offset any, any fear or, or worries that you might have. The second part of my career, the risks were different um, and you flew and acted accordingly. So a lot of stuff at night at 50 feet um, and yeah, all those sorts of things. So there's I mean, everything about flying is about mitigating risk um, and training so that, that your natural fears are sort of not diminished completely because that keeps you sharp, but, but your response is a constructive one and you're most likely to be able to deal with the situation um, effectively. Fascinating. Today's music choice, quite different from yesterday. Well, it's a quote. I'm probably going to misquote it, um, but it, I like it because it... it really answers a lot of questions for me now that I'm sort of 56. Um, times like these by the Foo Fighters. So, you know, I've done I've done my I'm, I'm immortal sort of 20-year-old thing. Um, I rode sports motorcycles for 15 years, got away with it, thankfully, and used to listen to a lot of rock music. Um, I used to listen to Metallica when I was going off to play rugby because it got me in the right frame of mind. Um, and from charging about on the rugby pitch, I, I earned my nickname uh, Moose, uh, which some people still call me. Um, the, the Foo Fighters are a particular band for me. Everyone has their sort of go-to band. Um, Dave, Dave Grohl and, and sadly he's just passed Taylor Hawkins. I mean, they're just an extraordinary group of people. The music that they've made over there eight or nine albums has has stayed with me throughout my life and truly music has has sustained me like I'm sure it does other people at some very difficult times you know life can be challenging for everyone and that's where I get to with this this quote is um, music washes the dust of everyday life from your feet you know and, and times like these if you listen to the lyrics they're very poignant actually they're very poignant and, and it, it's talking about rejuvenation it's talking about being set back it's talking about dusting yourself off and going again you know
like these you learn to love again It sounds like these time and time again My MyTunes guest this week has put on a different hat today. We've been flying low and quite fast, and we've been flying high and calm in a nice uh, British Airways airliner. Uh, but today we're going to take pictures with Simon Williams. Simon, I say pictures, you're quite a photographer, sir. Well, that's that's very kind. I mean, I, I think I spoke earlier about that, that I've sort of lived my life going through grand passions, um, you know, and, and one of my hobbies, I mean, family first always, and, and I'm, I'm blessed with the the wonderful lady that I've been married to for 33 years. Um, she should have a Nobel Peace Prize, by the way. But um, I've gone through a, a long period of time where photography is also very important to me. I think I do have quite a sort of strong creative aspect to my character and the things that I love to do. I was trained properly, classically, in terms of you know film cameras. Um, and, you, you know, you make the picture in a camera. You don't then try and sort of um, edit it afterwards. And I just thought I'd give it a go, really. I was doing it alongside my flying. So I, actually, at the time, I was... Um, I was at the UK CAA, and then I, and prior to that, I was flying for Thomas Cook on 757s. Um, and I was trying to run a photographic business at the same time. So there wasn't a lot of time in the day, but because I threw everything into it, and I think, you know, this is one of the things I have learned is if you're passionate and you work hard, it may not generate results straight away, but, but you know, sometimes good things come. And, and I had a great journey, and, and I ended up working for London Wasps and, and some other, you know, big blue chip clients just because they they saw me as being honest and hardworking. I hope um, ended up photographing at Twickenham and other places and, and it was just a fabulous journey I stopped my business when when I became director of civil aviation because obviously I try and behave personally and professionally with integrity and I didn't want a conflict of interest so I'm, I'm a hobbyist now but actually in terms of landscape photography amongst other things the Isle of Man is just an extraordinary place so when I get a chance, I go out on my cameras and, um, and take photos of this beautiful island of ours. Certainly the weather is... Um, I remember being told about the weather. I got here and they said, well, Mark, if you don't like it, wait 20 minutes, something else will come along. <laughs> you, I mean, it's you can bit... get several seasons in a day, can't you? Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, you can. Um, and it's, it's, it's reminiscent of the Falkland Islands. I mean, I did four tours of duty down in the Falkland Islands as a helicopter pilot. And, and actually what you just said is true, but you could have four seasons um, in the space of an hour. Mm. Um, and, you know, the South Atlantic is an extraordinary place. It really is. And quite frightening, to be honest with you. But yeah, some of the weather you get down there is really extreme. Going back to your choice of subject for photography do you steer towards people places things landscapes you mentioned landscapes I yeah. I'm asking. landscapes is only a latter latter thing really to be honest with you I, I think i mean life is challenging and we're all sitting a different exam paper aren't we and we've all got loads to learn and life will give you lots of lessons if you're if you're willing to learn them but i've, I've always found that, that people i think make the most fascinating subjects and one of the things i used to really particularly enjoy about um, ba in particular was was the destinations um because on the seven seven M67 fleet we used to go to some really interesting places my mother was born in Mumbai and um, I you know I, you could spend a lifetime exploring India so I used to take all my photographic kit with me when I um, flew a sector to to Hyderabad or somewhere like that um, and then I'd say cheerio to the crew I'd jump in a Tuk, I want to call it tuk-tuk, they call it auto rickshaw there. But I'd find a local driver and we'd just go out into the city for a couple of three days and, and I'd just do street photography. But it's also a way of meeting people, you know, and, and the Indians very friendly and, and although they're very, a lot of them, some of them sadly are very poor, 
they weren't aggressive in their begging. They were just pleased to see someone different and to engage with that. And, you know, that in itself is like music. It's a journey. You know, you get to meet people and, and have some really good dialogues. Well, we're going to talk a lot about music tomorrow because with all those hats, we've now got to get the saxophone neck cord on <laughs> for tomorrow. But let's have today's track first, Simon. OK, well, um, I really agonised over this and I hadn't realised how difficult just choosing four tunes was was going to be. And originally it was um, it was Viaducts by a band called 480 East. But I, I, last minute I sent you a message and thank yeah. you for your patience. I flipped out and I've gone back to the 1950s and really what was a powerhouse of jazz at the time, which is Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. The standard of musicianship, they were so far ahead of their time. It was extraordinary. And it was a real production line of very highly talented musicians um, and it's moaning.
finally, on this week's My Tunes, I get my guest to get his saxophone going. Well, metaphorically speaking, because we've <laughs> talked about all sorts of things, Simon Williams, but so many people across this island will have seen you play your saxophone, whether it be at the jazz festival recently or other gigs. You're an accomplished saxophonist. Honestly, there's far too many strings on that bow. I, th- I think um, I, I realised maybe I should be going by the name Mr. Ben, actually, for those <laughs> that remember that cartoon yes. character. Um, well, I... T- There are some, I I think, let's start from the island point of view. There are some extraordinary musicians on this island. There really are. And and the the Manx music scene is just phenomenal. There's always stuff going on everywhere, which is great. I need to say thank you to a couple of people, if I may. Um, I I don't want to sound like Barry McGuigan or anyone else like that. You know, the person that gave me a start with with jazz here was was Jerry Carter and, and Blue Van, and he he's was, got a lot to answer for normally. But on, the, on this particular occasion, I'll let him off. Yeah, yeah. Although that that doesn't mean I'm advocating um, free beer for advocates, good, of course. Good. Um, but you know, he gave me a f- my first start with um, with Blue Van in at the wonderful um, Laxey Yacht Club, which was a great um, a great venue, and and we had a lot of fun that night. There's, there's two people really I, I should. Um, recognize and, and he, he is a far more talented saxophonist than I will ever be he's an extraordinarily talented individual and that's Stephen Hind he's my mentor he's my saxophone teacher and I'm very grateful for his help and also in terms of friends and mentors in terms of being a musician Mark Burrows as well and we'll come on to the fourth track in in, in a mo but you know between Stephen Hind and Mark Burrows they've really helped me um, and so I, I want to say thank you but I practice all the time I love playing I'm in my happy place when I'm surrounded by people making music. And aside from buying my wife some noise-cancelling headsets so she doesn't have to put up me playing scales the whole time, you know, life is really happy. I sold, and how serious I am about it, I sold my Land Rover Defender, my beloved Land Rover Defender, and I've converted it into brass tubing. Wow. <laughs> so I've now got I've got, got two tenors, a soprano, an alto, and a baritone, which I've just bought, which is fabulous. When did you start playing? About four years ago. So it's quite recent. Yeah, yeah. Pro- properly four years ago. I mean, I did the usual thing when I was a kid, you know, grade two, three, four on piano, and then I played the clarinet for a bit. But yeah, it is it is a recent thing. Um, I, I had a choice when I was a teenager. I'm either going to go flying or I'm going to go um, into into music. I chose flying at the time because that was my stronger passion. Just as well, really, because I think if I'd gone into music, I'd be a lot thinner than I am. Well, I was going to say, I think flying put more food on the table (laughs) than than most saxophonists (laughs) would ever really get. I mean, you know, it's a bit of a pyramid, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. but I I love it. I mean, you're very kind. Thank you. But but it it just means so much to me. And and I'm just going to play till I drop now. That's that's me. And the Jazz Festival was, I mean, again, well done, Jerry, and to everyone who, yes, who put it together. Yes. It was a brilliant, brilliant couple of days. It was. It was phenomenal. And, and you know, I, again, I come back to my comments about photography. You know, you, you never know who you're going to meet. You know, and so I pick up my tenor, which is my favourite, I think. Um, it's a reference 54 tenor. So it's a Selma Mark VI from the 1950s, which then joins back to Art Blakey and, and Miles oh, Davis. okay. So there's a thread through all of this. You know, so for, for me to be starting um, down at the Bay Hotel playing alongside Becky Rourke, who's just a stunning um, saxophonist, is wonderful. And we had such fun. And, and it, it shows the island in such a good light. And the Air and Art Centre is, is such a wonderful venue. Um, and there's so many good musicians that it's just a real festival, real celebration, which is great. Well, thank you for taking it up 
really and truly here on the Isle of Man for being part of this, as you say, vibrant it is, music yeah. scene here. Uh, it's been wonderful. I need you to sign off with a couple of um, cockpit announcements. So if you could tell me to do something with the doors, Captain, what would I have to do? Uh, well, cabin crew, if you put the doors to manual, please. Doors to manual. I mean, it's a serious job and we took it seriously, but you know, when you crewed up with a cabin crew for the day, they quite often give you a word that they wanted you to include uh, in the passenger announcement. And, yes. and of course, they picked some really difficult words that were impossible. So that was always a bit of fun. I'll <laughs> sort out the doors to get us ready for landing. Take us can. into this final track, Simon. Okay, so again, you know, I've talked about how. Um, we're all sitting a different exam paper and how life throws you challenges and, and how sometimes it can be really difficult to deal with things, but it's funny how things turn out. So I've chosen Worry Some Heart by Melody Gardot for, for two reasons. She, she is an extraordinary vocalist, writer and musician. Um, when she was in her late teens, she got involved. She was involved in a bad accident, sadly, and she was lucky to survive. Um, sadly, she still suffers the effects of, of that um, of that accident um, and so that informs the music that she plays um, which is generally sort of very quiet mellow jazz but even though it's quite quiet what's happening in those tunes musically is extraordinary so that's one reason but also it's to tip my hat to a project that we're working on right now so um, Mark Burroughs and Noah and um, a wonderful vocalist called Lauren Gray and we're going to be doing quite a lot of um, Melody Gardot stuff and I think you saw I did. we did a, a few tracks down I at the I got a bay. taste of it at the yeah. festival yeah she's a wonderful talent Mark is an extraordinary uh, bassist and guitarist as well so I'm definitely punching above my weight but it's loads of fun thank you for joining us this week Simon it's been great Be lucky to find 
could love me the way that I am With all my troubling ways Thank you, Simon Williams. What a great week and what fabulous choices. And don't forget, by the way, if jazz is your thing, join Chris and Howard Kane uh, Saturday nights at nine and you won't be disappointed. I'm Mark Tiley. Uh, join me if you can for the morning show, 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday. And keep coming back here for more podcasts of all shapes and sizes. <laughs>